Good morning, good morning. I know you hate that, so I did it. I don't hate it. I love it. It's just you. You love it. Yeah, it's just it's your thing. Really? So last so last week when you said, or at least I didn't have to listen to that. What what did that mean? It was just joking because you threw a shot at me. Anyway, this is Johan. This is your boy O, and this is Stay Uncomfortable. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. It is seven. Yay! It looks like it's five. I can't wait for summer, bro. I'm alright. Don't mind the cold. I I can't stand it, bro. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. What about you? Sleepy, tired, but happy. I can never do that truck driver life, bro. It's all right. I, like I tell you this all the time, but like I I can't. Like I get it. It has its perks because you get to see different things. But it's it's really it's really honestly, bro. Once you're on the road and you like just chilling, it's the best job I've ever had. Yeah, but that part, the the last part, the that's really most of the job, though. I can't complain, honestly. Like. The only the only couple uh, sketchy things is when I gotta go to a place I've never been to, and I don't know if it's gonna be a tight fit. I don't know if, I, if I'm gonna be having to turn in some crazy corners in the city, and I don't want to do that. So, but other than that, man, the destination, three hour drives, it's all right. Yeah, just it ain't for me. That's all. You're gonna come with me one day. Yeah, I'm still waiting for the invitation. I'm waiting for a, a, a good enough route that you won't be like. Mm. Where are we going? <laughs> to Baltimore. Yeah, man, you're my guy. Like, I'll go with you wherever. Well, let's see what happens tomorrow, then. Oh, now your face is, is questionable, <laughs> huh? All right, man. So, um, how's your how's your week been? What are we talking about here? How's your week been? How how you feeling? You know, you know the deal. Yeah, yeah. So, you know what? I'm not gonna do the number system today. I'm just gonna talk about my week. My week has been, uh. For lack of a better terms, everywhere, you know, literally, I've I've gone everywhere, but it's been very hectic, a lot of miscommunication with different people. Thankfully, not my wife. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. Yeah, that's what I love to hear. So, um, there's that. That obviously has affected me mentally because people just want to be doing whatever, saying whatever, and. I'm being very vague right now. I I I know I know, I know. that the listeners like what is this man talking about? I mean I, I I don't even know what you're talking about, but I'm just letting you rock. Well, let, let's just say that people at my job. Let's just say that I'm glad I'm a I'm a solo trucker. I don't got to deal with nobody. That the few people I got to deal with is over email or hey, listen. So we we heard that you parked in a spot that you weren't supposed to. I'm like what. You know what? I'm not getting into it. Point is, uh, it, I had, that was the only negative thing that happened to me this week. A couple of people complaining about things that they shouldn't be complaining about in the first place. You know? There's always those. Have you ever had that in your job where you, like, do something you've been doing forever and then out of nowhere they're like, hey, listen, you're not supposed to do that, X, Y, Z. I'm like, well, you guys told me I could do this. Now we're changing the rules all of a sudden? Well, not really. Yeah, well, that's happened to me. So, maybe because I'm black, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe because your job just requires a little more. Uh, it's not even the job. Attention to detail. It's not even a job. It's like people that work there that just want to start stuff. Okay. Well, it, by that by that definition, then yeah, I've had those. Yeah. So, but other than that, man, I really can't complain. But like the Eagle song says, I really can't complain, but I will anyway. <laughs> I like that though. What about you, man? Uh, I'm gonna do the ranking system because I just feel like it fits better to to me. All right. Um. So I mean, overall, my week. I always ask this like today's Thursday. I'll be forgetting. Um. My week as of now has been fine. 
It's been good. Mine is the snow that, you know, called off on Sunday. Oh, my God. Yeah, the snow wasn't... It's nice when it comes down for those who've never seen snow, who live maybe on the West Coast or maybe down South, deep down South. But it's nice when it comes down, but when it accumulates... I can't even justify for those people. If you want it that bad, just go on YouTube. Or or just drive a little bit up north. Nah, that's not the same. Well, go to go to freaking Canada. You're right there. Just go. Dang, from where? From anywhere in the West Coast. You're way closer to Canada than you are anywhere on the East Coast. I'll tell you that much. I guess, yeah. Bro, you can drive a little bit up like to Washington or to to the Dakotas, and you're still going to see some snow. You don't even got to leave the country. Nah, I'm good. I see too much already. I, I can't. I can't stand the snow, bro. But and the breeze, the wind that that's been going yeah, on. Yeah, the wind has has been crazy, bro. I'm like, do we got beef with I Thor hope, or, or Zeus or something? Yeah, if you're skinny out there, be safe. <laughs> but yeah, my week has been my week has been it's been a it's been a good week. It's been an interesting week. Um, so how I'm feeling now? Uh, emotionally, I'm like a I'm like a good eight. Okay. We're, we're at a good steady pace when it comes to my emotions. Just asking God to keep them in check every day. Um, mentally, also like an eight. I feel like I'm going to get a very good place. Okay. Mentally with my life and the things I want to do and where my focus is at. And then spiritually, I give myself, I give myself a seven. Okay. So we're good there too. That's I've been good. trying to, I've been trying to get into fasting. All right. But I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to go about it. Because, you know, growing up in church, like, we've been told, not told, but it's kind of, like, put emphasis that fasting is just you're not eating for, like, just a small amount of time. But then I see people that fast for, like, a whole day. So I don't really know how to really go about that. So my suggestion to you is just as you develop a relationship with God and go deeper into Scripture, you're going to feel it out. You're going to figure it out for yourself. Because you can just... I don't really know what a half of a fast is because you're no matter what it is, whether it's twelve hours, six hours, or twenty four, yeah. you're it's a fast. You yeah. Know? But um, you're gonna. I think the way that it's supposed to work is the closer you are to God spiritually, the less you depend on material things. So. Well, that's what that's what I think that's what it means, really. No, yeah, yeah, but it's like it'll be a little bit easier for you to go longer and longer and longer in fasting once you actually start to develop a, a stronger, tighter-knit relationship with God. So I don't even know if the goal is to fast for as long as you possibly can. But um, no. I do know that... It's just a sacrifice exactly, dying to yourself. Once really. you give up something like in, in the material sense, such as fast, such as food, and you substitute that with just consecration with God, then by definition, that will give you a tighter relationship with God. You know, at least on your end. Yeah. So I would really wouldn't sweat it. No. I, I would more think about what you could do to to do it more frequently. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because standard. I, I don't even know what this is because again, there's so much Christianese that I don't really know what any of it is. But apparently, standard Christian practice is to do it at least twice a week. I cannot remember the last time I fasted. But then it's also it's also because I've heard because I see people. Like people that I follow, they be like, "Oh, I, I like I fast for like a whole day," but in the church that we grew up in, when you fast, technically you're supposed to be doing anything during the process, anything that's like, um, what's the word, um, like anything, anything that's just that's just 
with God, basically, like either reading the scripture, or doing whatever. Right. So then in my head, I'm like, okay, so these people that fast for let's say a whole 24 hours, yeah, you mean to tell me they're literally just locked in a room all day? I don't. And I don't think that's the case. Really think so. I think what what it is, for example, for example, when the time that I would fast more frequently, it would be on a weekend. Right. Right. Maybe two weekends a week a month. What to say? Two weekends a week. Two weekends a month, right? Mm-hmm. On Saturday, it was a little bit more challenging, but on Sunday, we're already in church. Yeah, we're already up early. You and I were musicians. We had to be in church at like like seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it, it would be a lot easier for us to fall into that. Sometimes, at first, it wasn't really. I'm gonna be honest. It was unintentional. Yeah, I wasn't trying. I just didn't eat in the morning, and then we'll go yeah. eat something. But I'm like, you know what? Let me take this time to be a little bit more proactive about my faith and go ahead and do it. So that's how I was doing it, and I do. I, I did some results. It was fast. It was it was fast and easy for me to do it, which I know is not the goal of anything. It is supposed to be some level of sacrifice, but yeah, um, it was convenient to a certain extent, and I don't I don't feel bad about that at all. No, no, you know, on conviction. Yeah. So, what I wanted to like, I I saw your your TikTok video. Yeah, we got a good show today. Go, you go ahead and ask. Because I saw your TikTok video from like what before Christmas, before it, New Year's. It was literally my last video. I got like three weeks that I don't post nothing on TikTok. Yeah, it was a good video, honestly. And I'm not gonna lie, you see, usually some of your videos like we talk in person, so yeah. it's like I kind of already get a sneak peek of whatever you're gonna be you're gonna be speaking about. Right. But I actually liked your video because not only did it did it, I feel like it. I, I identified myself with it as well. But I feel like it's something that a lot of men don't get spoken about. And you were basically just saying how you saw this couple in line, whatever, and the at Walmart, they were Christmas shopping, and her, the wife suggested to the husband that, oh, let's get matching pajamas this year. Yeah. And the guy basically was like, what do you say? So he basically said, no, that's ridiculous. What are you talking about? And he walked away. Yeah. Like, I saw this all happen right in front of me. It wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't in another aisle. I was right there. He starts to walk away without her. He's just like, he's moving on. Yeah. So a lot of people had different opinions. Most of the people were on board with my my sentiment, which is, why are you so worried about other other people's opinion about what you're going to do on one Christmas day? Yeah. Like, be thankful about the fact that she wants to do that with you and not with another man. Right. And if that doesn't bother you, then this video is the wor- the least of your issues. Exactly. You know? But um, I, I, I really do not like the fact that so many of us, we take the stance that um, another person's opinion about me is more important than my wife's opinion or than my husband's opinion. Yeah. You know? That really bothers me because it shows me that we are not full into marriage as we think we are. Right. We're not as into our into that person. We might not even like that person. There's a habit, bro. People are marrying people that they don't like. And that sounds that sounds like prison. It, bro, why would you do that is the first question, right? Yeah. But then I realize you are intertwining your life, your finances, your habits, your secrets, everything with a person that you can tolerate at at best. At best. You know, you like the sex that they provide, you like the companionship or your friend, but you don't love this person the way you think you do. Mm-hmm. And you're just not into them. And it's sad. And a lot of women and men alike are realizing that they got into marriages with people that they don't like. And I feel that's what was going on with that man. Straight up. 
That he just doesn't like his bro, girl. He, you could tell, bro. The way that he looked at her, the way he just walked away like a bozo. He was just, and I'm like, okay. I had to take a step back when I made that video, you know? Yeah. Because, or I should say before I made it, because I'm like, man, am I reading into this? Am I just speaking things that are out of context? Because I don't know if they just had a fight and he was in the right and she didn't want to apologize. <laughs> And now she's trying to make up for it. Oh, baby, what do you think about these cute matching pajamas? And then he just like, you know, he's not having it because he wants a, a real apology. Yeah. I don't know if they don't got money to buy that. She's just <laughs> giving super suggestions because pajamas are not cheap. $25 a set, bro. That's ridiculous. I think I think I wouldn't go as far as to say maybe they had an argument because sometimes you, you can read the room. And, and I think it's mostly just... Something that goes on with a lot of men that you even talked about last week, like the whole um the whole comfortability thing. Yeah. And it is the is I think it's the lack of effort on the men on the part of a lot of men. It's like because I you know speaking for myself when I was when, when you know when I was living with, with with my wife. Right. Um, I saw a lot of things as cheesy, corny. Why do we have to do that? Like you know I love you. Like I don't really like, but we fail to understand many times that it's just it's the simple things that really many in many cases the simple things that really put a smile on our wives faces yeah and it's really minimal like effort all she's asking in this case in this example all she's asking is to buy is to wear some matching pajamas on christmas day exactly maybe take one or two pictures memories exactly and who cares if you post it on social media exactly why do you care about what everyone else has to say here's the thing bro i feel like men have been uh for the longest time, living a false masculinity. Yeah. They think that it's manly to to not do cringy things. Yeah. It's manly to not satisfy your wife's emotional emotional desires, yeah. you know? Or and they think it's manly to um neglect their wives in many exactly. aspects. Even it, though they they don't realize that they're doing it. They're just like, Oh, I, you know, I don't have to do that if I don't want to. But even though that might be true, but it's still you got to put the effort. Exactly. And, and I'll, I'll even go as far as to say that it's the exact opposite of manly. It is very unbecoming of a man to basically deny his wife anything that he can give her right then and there. Yeah. That's not going to be damaging to either one of you. In fact, it's going to bring you closer together because that's a wholesome moment. And something else I did touch upon the video. You don't know if she grew up with a family that never did that. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Like, that, that was honestly my biggest thing. You never... You don't know if she grew up with a mom and dad that were distant, if single-parent home, mm -hmm. no brothers or sisters. You don't know. She never had a, a real Christmas, I guess you could say. Exactly, exactly. Like, she can tell you stories mm -hmm. about maybe, oh, I, but you weren't there, so you cannot connect the emotional aspect to the story. Right. And then, as soon as she says, hey, let's do it, in her eyes, you are now her family. Mm-hmm. This is what she has. This is you two. Yeah. Whatever she had with her, with her parents, that's gone. This is what she can call her own, and she wants to do something wholesome with yeah. you. And, and this is... Go ahead. And, and basically, you're denying it off of a whim because, oh, what are the boys going to think? Or, really? I, or I would look ridiculous. Exactly. This. And this is the part... And you saying that, this is the part of, you know, the topic of... of which isn't the topic of today, but uh, the whole mending thing. If it, It's your job as a man... Mostly if you like, especially if you're a husband, mm -hmm. but it's your job as a man that if your wife has some type of, of trauma, 
your job, like I said, you might not have caused it, but it is your responsibility now. Hundred percent. And you gotta you gotta figure out a way to mend that trauma. So I f- I remember there was a couple. I'm obviously not gonna say any names. There was a couple that I was very close with, and they were married for about three years. Okay. They both had some serious trauma, both of them. And I real they divorced uh three years in. And I realized something. The reason they got divorced was because neither one of them, neither one of them noticed or understood that they were signing up to deal with that other person's trauma. Mm-hmm. All they wanted was someone to deal with theirs, but they weren't willing to work with the other person. Right. And I'm telling you, bro, it was two completely different kinds of trauma. Yeah. But it was to the same level. One had trust issues. One had uh, growing up issues, a lot of distrust. with It, it was all over the place. And then I, I realized... People don't understand that when you get married, you're signing up to deal with that other person's trauma. That's part of the baggage. It's like, obviously, ideally, baggage won't make it into your home. But when it gets into that house, it's no longer yours. It's ours. And we have to figure that out. Exactly. So I'm telling you, man, uh, I really don't like the the culture that men are being basically led into where Everything that we want is for us because I'm t- another point I made. We always think about ourselves, but we never think about the other person. Mm-hmm. For example, you find it cringy that your wife wants to wear matching Christmas pajamas, something that everyone else is doing, right? But I'm pretty sure your wife doesn't want to sit down with you every Sunday to watch football and watch you yell at a screen mm-hmm. at, a, at a team that you have nothing to do with. Well, I love that. Well, I, I love that you that you're bringing that up because we do it. You know, we are um, we have our own things that we want to do, mm-hmm. and and something that I've noticed that you've actually talked about. You told me, bro, one of the best times that you spend with with well that you spend with your wife is when you're gaming and she's just there with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just chilling. She's maybe asking questions about the game. She's like, oh my god, whatever. You know, she's getting into it mm-hmm. and. Getting invested into something outside of yourself that is for your partner, mm-hmm. that is one of the most romantic things you can do. And it sucks because many times I can imagine. So let's say in that example with the football game, the wife probably sits, like the man doesn't care. Yeah. The wife probably sits down there, sits there voluntarily. Mm-hmm. Why is it okay that when it's vice versa, it's almost like she's forcing you to do something? Yeah. It feels like a chore. Yeah. And I can, bro, let's be, let's get real honest right now. Go ahead. There was a time, not, thankfully didn't make it into my marriage, but there was a time when I was dating my wife that she suggested, hey, how about we wear matching clothes? And I was like, what? You, you had that. That sounds, you know, why want to wear matching clothes, X, Y, Z. And my wife didn't really give me, give me any pushback on that. Right. Like she, she didn't really like. I, force it or anything exactly but eventually she did you know confess to me how how that hurt her Mm -hmm. because basically she wasn't interested in doing what every other couple was doing yeah she wanted to do something between us two right and i'm like bro i really was an idiot back then because Mm -hmm. the fact that there's a woman i'd say i'd say immature yeah i I think that's man immature idiot yeah whatever you know it's like 
the fact that there was a woman, such an amazing woman, that wants to do something like that with me, that's what we all fail to re- to mm-hmm. remember. It's not about what she wants to do. It's the fact that she wants to do it with, with you. you. The yeah. fact that you're being included in her plans and her ideas. Whenever she thinks about something fun, mm-hmm. you're the first person that comes to her mind. Yep. When she thinks about something to do together, something wholesome, mm-hmm. she's not thinking about another man. Yeah, she's thinking about you. She's thinking about you. Yes, sir. But that being said... If we continue the path of rejecting them and saying no and I don't know and that's cringy and that's stupid, yeah, we better not complain when it is another man that she's doing it with. That part. Sincerely, that's going to happen. Yeah. You can either maim your wife into a pulp and you're going to grow old together and she's going to be miserable for her whole life. Mm-hmm. Or she's going to remember that she has a life to live. Yeah. And she will do that with you or without you. Yeah. And it's sad because, you know, at this point, we don't blame her. But, you know, the, the old saying that comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. That's just what ends up happening. You are rejecting her of just doing something as simple as wearing matching pajamas. Meanwhile, your wife is on Instagram scrolling, seeing all the other couples taking pictures. Yeah, we don't, you know, social media can be fake, but. Still yeah. surface level, taking all these pictures look real happy. Get a sense, get a sense of envy and jealousy. Next, you know she's talking to somebody who, as a friend, oh yeah, you know I, I wish I had somebody to have matching pajamas with. Yeah, that's it. Spark lighted. Exactly. And you're done. And not just that, men, when they really, really, really like a woman, because this, I'm going back to it. I feel like this man doesn't like his wife. <laughs> when you really love somebody. There's nothing that you wouldn't do with them. Yeah. It's like, what? You want to do them. You want to do what with me? Let's go. Yeah. Sometimes the men, we're the ones that suggest, yo, you want to mm-hmm. get some matching pajamas this year? What's up? Yeah. Yo, yo, whatever it is. Let's go on a date and match shoes or whatever. Exactly. And, you know, many many of us, we all fail short. We all fall short when it comes to maybe the romantic side of things. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that we don't want to do them. Right. There's just a difference between straight up being an idiot and and sometimes dropping the ball here because we're wired different like we see we see romantic romantic things as flowers a gift you know just a regular old day but then women since they're more attentive to details yeah it's like we don't even gotta do anything like imagine your wife get home gets home and you and you got a, a blanket on the floor ready with like what is that thing called the whatever board the, the charcuterie you, board yeah with some wine like i really hope i pronounce that right yeah with some wine or whatever and it's like that that is that is also part of it. Having matching pajamas is part of it. Yeah, and you know maybe we can dive a little bit into the man side of things because we we have to be understanding that there might be some reasons behind this, right? Yeah, just, just always like, not maybe not justifiable reasons, but yeah. definitely worth uh, dissecting. Just like the woman maybe didn't have a wholesome family growing up, maybe this man didn't have a good example of romanticizing growing up. Okay. I was actually talking about that with Manny uh, yesterday or, or the day before as to why is it so difficult for us men many times to do romantic gestures for our wives. Because in idea, ideally, this man would have been the one to suggest the pajamas to his wife, mm-hmm. right? But um, we did come to the conclusion that we really did not grow up with good examples of what being a romantic man mm-hmm. looks like. I agree. Many, uh, many of you guys grew up without a father in the home, and your mother never really uh, 
displayed that need of wanting to be romanticized by another man, even though maybe she wanted it, right. even though maybe they have it now. But it, when you were growing up, you didn't see your own father bringing home flowers to your mother. I ain't never seen that. Right. You never seen your own dad going out of his way. Hey, guys, today is mom and me day. I've seen, I've seen just to get a little, I've seen my mom be with about three, four men throughout my whole life. I'm 26 okay. years old. Okay. And I never. Seen any flowers come through that door. I never seen, bro, I ain't never seen any flowers. I ain't never seen a gift. I ain't never seen, hey, I brought you this because I thought of you. I ain't never seen us go on a date. I ain't yeah. never. And granted, yeah, okay, my mom is who she is. And all that stuff really doesn't interest her. But women at the end of the day, like they say in Spanish, mujer al fin. Yeah. Do you think it doesn't interest her because she has conditioned herself to not care about those things? Absolutely. Apart from the fact that you never know, you never know what you're missing out if you've never had it. That's true. And it's a whole generational thing because in her life, also her dad left her. Mm -hmm. So she ain't never seen her mom. My grandma. It's a trickle down effect, bro. Everybody, and I'm telling you, it's it's so um, ingrained in our brain because we say, okay, we went our whole lives, our whole childhood mm -hmm. without this. It might not be that important. And then what we what we end up doing is we don't prioritize our marriages. We think that just because they were okay with it, mm -hmm. that now, but no, the reason that they were probably okay with it was because they realized at an early age, I'm probably never going to get this. Which is sad to hear. It is sad. And that's why I, I feel like us as men, doesn't matter what the psychology behind it looks like, we have mm -hmm. to be very intentional about breaking that cycle. Yeah. Super. Because even me, I struggle with romantic gestures all the time, but I still want to do them and I still try. Of course. Bro, and you know why I really think we have to start doing that? Because we enjoy romantic gestures ourselves. Yeah. I don't know if I said it the other day, but one day I walk into those doors my wife bought me flowers. Like, she bought me flowers. And I didn't know what to do with myself, bro. I was ecstatic. I'm like, you wait. You all giddy. I'm like, what? You bought me flowers? And she made me a charcuterie. Uh, char I don't know how to say it. <laughs> bro, it's okay. No, I got to say it right. Charcuterie board. Charcuterie board. There you go. That cannot be English. I'm just going to say. I seen, I seen your plants floating when you said that. <laughs> Yo, all I'm saying is. She did that for me. Yeah. She she took my shoes off when I got through the door. She had the board ready. She had yeah. some 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 wine poured already. I'm like, yo. And you didn't ask for it, nor you no. nor, nor did you give any idea of it. Yeah, she still Absolutely did it, and you not. still enjoyed it. And she wrote a little note for me, which was again again. That's what what I'm really like doing more often. I'm like writing little notes and leaving things yeah. here and there, just so she can remember that I still think about her, that I love her. Of course, but. She did that, and all I thought was, dang, this feels nice. It must feel even better when it comes from me. Yeah. To For her. And why don't we do that? Because we grew up and we didn't see it prioritized. And that's mm -hmm. honestly many of men's issues. And I just want to encourage the men that it's, it's, re it's never too late. It's never too late mm -mm. to... To learn how to to learn how to how to do that, it's never too late to educate yourself, and it's never too late to try to find and surround surround yourselves with men who also do that, which is something we always talk about. You know, good um, good friends or good community around you of men that you know they 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 are romantic. That maybe you know you, but you got to drop the ego. But that but that maybe you can you can learn a few things that can help you in 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 your relationship. 
Absolutely. What you're going to do is you're going to try, you're going to fail. Yeah. But you're going to try again. But the effort is there. Exactly. Figure out what your like wife oh, what, what your, your wife likes. What your wife likes. Does she like books? Take her to a bookstore. Yeah. It's really that simple. Does she like I don't know, she like animals? Take her to a pet store or to a zoo or something, you know? Literally. It's it's on Oh, you want to know something else that you can do? Plan a damn date. Do it yourself without her having to do it for you. Mm-hmm. Without her without any of her input. Yeah. What you're going to do is you're going to f- think you know your wife, right? You think you know your wife? Plan a date according to what you think she would like. Men are so intentional, and, and they really take the initiative when it comes to sex, but when everything else is... Mm-mm. Yeah, we drop the ball all the time, man. Yeah. And I know it's crazy that we went from not wanting to wear Christmas pajamas all the way to, to this right it's now. It's that deep. It is that deep because it's a manifestation of a bigger issue. Mm-hmm. Listen, the pajamas, honestly... That's irrelevant because that was supposed to be for one day, for Literally. December 25th. Literally. What was happening before those days that led this man to not care whether or not his wife got what she wanted? I just think it's, 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 bro, like you're with your, you're with the person that you chose to live your whole life with. The friend, friends will, friends will, some friends won't be there. Some friends will fade. Some friends, we won't have the same time, but your wife is always there. She is after God, the most important person in your life. Yeah. You are sharing your life with. You're not just side by side. No, you are sharing. Sharing is not the same as me just giving you something or just having you here. No, sharing is we doing this together. Everything that you want to do, I want to be a part of. And everything that I want to do, I want you to be a part of. Yeah. That's the mentality that we should always take. And we also have to remember one important detail. This is God's daughter. That woman that you married was God's daughter before she was your wife. And the the pact that you made with God was, I'm going to protect your daughter. I'm going to take care of her. Not just financially, emotionally. I will make sure that no tears fall from her face because of something that I did. That was dumb. Yeah. I feel like we have all failed at that at certain points. We have. But we have to remember the fact that we are not dealing with just anyone. Like, this is God's daughter. Image bearer, like I said. Man. But to that man, if, you're, if, you ever, <laughs> if you ever hear this, I just want you to know, you, fe- you messed up. Yeah, you failed that test. You, you messed up. Because if, if you were fighting and you felt, you know, you were mad... Maybe this was her extending an olive branch. That was a perfect time to drop your pride and eagle. And remember that when you are on your deathbed in 70 years, hopefully, you're, you're not going to remember why you got you fought in the first place. So I know we got a, we got a whole schedule here. Yeah. I want to kind of dive into the other side of it. Okay. Just the fact that too many women are... Accepting this for way too long. True. And I feel like that's, you know, that's where the comfortability comes from, where women are just accepting and enable the fact that it might, it might go back to the fatherless thing, where they, they're they just okay with not, they're okay with not being romanticized. They're okay with bare minimum mm-hmm. when uh, it comes to that. So I always say, 
it takes one group of people to decide that they're not going to put up with this anymore. And yeah. that will automatically cause the other side to correct the issue. Mm-hmm. Right? For example, just to give an example to go into that. Uh, there's a lot of men on the internet complaining about how women nowadays are all hoes, that it's impossible to date. If she doesn't have an OnlyFans, you think about making one. That type of mentality, right? And those same men will, in the same sentence, will go off and try to explain to other guys how they can get laid as many times as they possibly can. With as many women as they possibly can. And they don't realize, they're so blind to their ignorance and their ego, that they don't realize that they are creating the same issue that they're complaining about. Mm -hmm. Because if every single man decided today, I am not going to give my body up to any woman that is not my wife, there would be no such a thing as a hoe. That's true. So why are you feeding into the same problem mm-hmm. that you're complaining about? Mm-hmm. Now that's a crazy perspective. It's it's honestly it's it's math, bro. It's very linear math. Mm-hmm. But then you go onto the woman side of things, right? Women have been accepting us for far too long. It's because the bar has been lowed, lowered, the standard has been dropped mm-hmm. significantly, all under the guise of not wanting to die lonely. Yeah. So it's now the point. Now it's to the point where we we weigh the pros and cons of whatever man the women are speaking to yes. on a lever scale. And even if the even if the cons outweigh the pro, there's always. But at least he's not abusive or he doesn't hit me, bro. Yo, who was it? Oh, there was actually. That's a, where the bar is at. Really, if the, he doesn't hit me, there was. I was actually listening to somebody that was talking about that. He said. That many women, oh, he doesn't hit me. And that's the that's the entry point. Like it's so frequent, it's so common mm-hmm. for a man to put his hands on a woman that now, if he doesn't hit you, Prince marry Charming. that, marry that man. Yeah, he's it. Give him all the kids that he wants. And I I know women that are with men who don't hit them, but they might as well do that because they they do everything else wrong. Yeah, literally everything else. Living with kids, children. Yeah, but with that being said, it's true. Comfortability just keeps us in places that we don't really want to be in. It's the uh, the false safety that comfortability offers us, mm-hmm. because we really think that we're safe, but we're not. Because what you're doing is you're conditioning yourself to live a life that you were not designed to live. Right. And no matter how much you try to force that, it never happens. Either somebody ends up getting hurt, people end up leaving each other, or people end up growing into a shell of what they were supposed to be. I've seen it happen so many times, man. I'm so, especially, especially in our Dominican culture, because you and I were Dominican, and we see so many examples of good men taking care of their wives, but so many more examples of men just expecting everything to be done for them just because. Yeah. Oh, I work. Oh, my God. Okay, so what? You work. If you were single, you would have to do it anyway. Yeah. So, but um, if women decided, bro, that they're not going to put up with the bare minimum, that they're not going to put up with just uh, a man every now and then saying, hey, you look pretty today. Or what do you want? You want to eat something tonight? Not it, not, not even seeing the the initiative thing again. Let's just just go. Exactly. Just go. Just babe, put some clothes on. Let's go get food. Yeah. Hey, what do you feel like eating today? Girls, you got you women have you guys have the the habit of oh I I don't know I don't know what I'm feeling. 
Yeah. Bro, just... You can tell be spontaneous. Her, tell her put clothes on and just go. You can be spontaneous. The thing is that men have to stop dropping the ball with this because we we are to be the lazy. Well, we we can't be lazy like this. We have to be the ones who take the initiative. Yeah. Because again, I feel like we forget that our wives didn't sign up to be with a man that has no ambition in life, that has no desire to please her in life. Mm-hmm. That all he wants to do is be with with you sexually, but not not you know engage with you mentally. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you go out to a restaurant and you have nothing to talk about because you have failed to give her the time of day. You have failed to investigate what her brain has inside or how it moves. All, it, all, you, all you see is, well, she's my wife. I came home. X, Y, Z. Well, that's it. You know, it starts with creating a habit, I feel. Of course. Like, you know, okay, maybe the first day you don't have the desire because of lack of habit to get home and be like, hey, babe, how was your day? Mm-hmm. But you start with the first day, hey, babe, how was your day? Second day, hey, babe, it becomes automatic. And then you it gets to the point where you got to commit yourself to the feeling. Yeah. You know, there's a way that you can actually break that. Because if you are intentional about that question, mm-hmm. hey, babe, how was your day? Phone down. Yeah. Eyes up. Yeah. Ears engaged. Yes, sir. What do you? How was your day? No way. What she did? What? Crazy. Stop it. Engage with her. And don't. And I'm not saying to patronize her because that's not what no. I'm. But actually, when you ask your wife, listen. Anybody on the street? Hey, man, how you doing? Oh, you don't have to engage with that. Your wife, the person who's the way that her day went, can literally determine how your day is about to go. Mm-hmm. You better be very, very in tune with what she's about to say. And again, I fail. I, I have failed at that. And it's it's a it's a intentional retraining of the mind that has to happen. Yeah, you have to tell yourself, "Yo, listen. I know you're not used to this. I know that you're not used to dealing with anyone's anyone else's issues, but your own. I know that you're not used to sitting down and having a conversation that might be a little bit uncomfortable. But this is your wife that we're talking about." Mm-hmm. And you have to give her the same energy that you would want her to give you. Because if you had a crappy day, you want her to hear about it. And you want to vent to her. Yeah. But why is it that it's always a one-way thing? I saw something, uh, a quote from a show. It said, respect is a two-way street. If I'm asking it from you, just know that you're also getting it from me. Mm-hmm. So in the same way, communication and listening has to be in that manner. And I'm telling you, bro. The, the the fact that stereotypes like men don't listen exists, I have to blame women a little bit here. Because if you were to be with men that do listen to you, and that would be... for Okay. Let's bring up another standard. Money. Very few women will willingly get involved with a man that does not have money. If they can't. If they have the option. Mm-hmm. So the standard is men have to work. Yeah. If women were to be marrying bums left and right, just know the workforce in America will take a dive because men are not going to work anymore. Why? Because women are working mm-hmm. and they're marrying bums. So what's the problem? But women have decided we're not going to marry bums. We're not going to marry men who do not have their life together, even though it happens every now and then. Right. But for the most part, we're not going to marry men that are going to bring us down. We're going to marry men that are going to give us value, that are going to bring us up. Just like men marry women who do give us value and bring us up. Mm-hmm. If it were to be the same standard when it comes to emotional connection, 
men would be a little bit more interested in making sure that they can hold a conversation. Yeah. A little bit more interested in making sure that they understand what their wife is talking about and that they can be active listeners. But no, since that's not really uh, uh, an entry point that's hard to break for men to get into marriage, we get away with it. And thus, the stereotype of men don't really listen is born. So I just got I just got this crazy thought as you were speaking. Not okay. that I wasn't paying attention, but as you were speaking. Right. And you know how they always say, because um, I saw something on Instagram that said, uh, a man, you will leave a man and six months later, he'll find the girl. He'll give that girl everything that you asked for. Yeah. And then it said, it's not like you weren't the problem. sis. like men knew, know what they want. They just. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of got the thought that that isn't really the case. I don't agree with that. It's just the fact that, like I said, it's committing not. It's committing to the feeling. The feelings are always going to be there. Yeah. What are you going to do? Because. This is when you marry somebody long term, when that is the plan to marry somebody long term, it will eventually get to a point where the feeling isn't going to be there anymore. Right. Where it's going to get to the point of a pocket, the, the, you know, you got to be intentional. Agape. This, agape. I'm sorry. You said apage. <laughs> yeah. Manny's going to play that back to me just so you know. I know. I don't care though. <laughs> it's, it's to the point where you got to, it's a decision based. So what happens with a lot of men is like, okay, I'm dating this girl. Six months pass, a year pass. I don't have the feeling anymore. Yeah. I need to go find the feeling instead of committing to finding the feeling within the same relationship. Got to remember, bro, love is not a feeling. It is a decision. Yeah. Right? It might be a feeling at first. No, no, no. But here's the thing. The feelings that come along with it can actually be jump-started by deciding to do things. Yeah. For example, if you're in a funky spot with your wife or with your man, decide to do something different. Mm Mm-hmm. And then when you see the effort being put in by the other side, that's going to cause something in you. It's going to remind you, like, wait, I really do love this person. Yeah. Wait a minute. I remember why we got married now. Wait, we can make this work. Because if you live off of emotions, you will die when they are not there. Yeah. Because then you you keep doing that after, after the fifth, after, like, the second or third girl, you're now desensitized. Desensitized. Yeah. To that. Right. So it's like, okay, six months, like I said, six months passed. I don't feel for, you know, what I used to feel for this girl. I need something new. Yeah. Leave her. Good woman. Leave her. Find another one. Okay, the feeling is fresh. Now I have the feeling. Yeah. The feelings is what carry you out throughout the commitment. Throughout the commitment. You want to know something, bro? That whole feeling and, and, and that's very new when it comes to the, the marriage scene. That's a modern concept. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have any feelings towards your spouse. Right. In my opinion, that's necessary. Yeah. However, the notion of leaving somebody because you don't have these ooey-gooey feelings, mm-hmm. the notion of of basically growing resentment towards a person because you got to feel something, and if I don't feel love, I'm going to feel resentment. Mm-hmm. The notion of basically destroying... So we push that out, too. The we resentment, do. we push that out more than, than the commitment to feel the, the good stuff. Bro, anger is as strong as emotion. Mm-hmm. So w- w- this concept of being in more emotionally invested than in intellectually invested, this is all very new. Because back in the day, if you really look at a marriage, that let's say that emotion isn't the biggest part, right? Let's say that the man is working. The woman has kids, and she's taking care of the kids, taking care of the house. 
The man loves the wife, makes sure that the house is up and running. That, on paper, is a functional marriage. Yeah. What we don't see is maybe they're detached from each other. But that detachment is honestly the most fixable thing there is. You can literally go tomorrow and decide that you want to fix that and you can. Yeah. However, again, we have become so emotion-based mm-hmm. that whenever we're not feeling this adrenaline of dopamine rushing through our brains, we automatically think that something is wrong. And we stop, do- and we stop trying and we stop doing everything else. Mm-hmm. And then we, cr- we fold our arms. Okay, I'm going to let them do whatever they're going to do. Yeah. If he wants me, he'll fix this. I'm going to let them try to satisfy me. What then- do I always say? If you if you get into a marriage thinking what this other person is gonna do for you, you are already in the wrong. Yeah. So I'm thinking I'm I'm looking at it this way because you know I love analogies. Yeah. We're at war. The front line, right? We're so eager to go to war. Yeah. We got a pep talk before going to fight. We got, you know, we're eager, we're we're good. Yeah. That's the feeling. The front line is acts of servitude, mm-hmm. gifts, everything that requires effort. Right. Why are you going to send out your weakest link? So when the feeling isn't there no more, when you see that you're losing the, the, the battle, instead of se- instead of sending out your soldiers that are the actions, you want to send out the feelings that are fading, that are dying. Bro, feelings are honestly... That's what you rely to carry you through the war. Exactly. Like, if your marriage is built upon feeling, your marriage will be as fragile as a feeling. Feelings are the most breakable things. They're fleeting. They're changing. But what, is the, what does the Bible say about the, about the heart? That the heart is deceitful above all things. Yes, sir. So you have to make a decision today and understand that your approach to marriage cannot be that of emotion. Yes, you are responsible for your wife's emotions. Mm-hmm. You are responsible for making sure that she feels accepted, that she feels loved by you, that Mm -hmm. she feels taken care of, that she feels pursued by you because you have to pursue her. I'm not not letting you off the hook on that. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is, is if you approach marriage with an emotion-based foundation... That every day you're going to feel butterflies. There are going to be days that you're going to wake up and straight up not like your wife, if that's how you go go about it. Because the last thing sometimes on your mind is your wife. Mm -hmm. Work bills, maybe you got some sort of chronic pain going on because of your job, maybe dealing with people that you don't really like at your job. And there's so many things that we decide, like the fact that you just said work, there's so many things that we decide to put effort in even if it's not going our way. Exactly. Especially something that could let you go at a moment's notice. Yeah. We put in eff- we put effort into things that are not sure. Yeah. You know how many you know how many times I've played certain video games like Call of Duty and I'm st- that day I completely suck. Mm-hmm. I keep playing. Yeah, I keep playing, <laughs> bro. It's it's as an example. Yeah, I know. But what I'm saying is it's um it's a very slippery slope to live off of what you see and what you feel, whereas you can make a very solid foundation based on what you do and what you commit to doing. Oh, baby, you need this from me? It might not come naturally from me because, ladies, you also have to understand this very important part. Many of the things that you ask from a man 
does not come naturally from him. And that does not mean he does not love you. It literally just means that, that it doesn't come naturally from him. You don't got to say that, though. I mean, personally, I wouldn't say that. You don't, you don't agree with that? No, no, I agree. I just wouldn't be so upfront like, babe, I don't feel like doing this, but we're going to. No, 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 no. This is, I'm basically, I'm in the mind of the man right now. Okay. Right? You're asking this from me. And, okay, yeah. And okay. honestly, so what? Be a little bit direct. Yeah, yeah. Because honestly, I feel like if we, if we were to be a little bit more honest, then honesty wouldn't be such an offensive thing. Mm. I just, I just, think, obviously, I just think that some some women would take it like again, completely ignore everything and just be like, okay, this man okay, don't, don't then, like me. But then I would speak to the wives in that mo- in that sense. I understand that that might not be the most romantic thing that you've heard. Yeah, true, it's 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 true. to a point offensive if you really think yeah, about you, it. That's what yeah. However, you have to remove yourself from the situation mm-hmm. and stop. Stop attributing to malice what can be attributed to ignorance. Yes, stop always thinking the worst of that man. Mm-hmm. Just because he can fail doesn't mean that he will. Just because you have seen other men fail at this very spot does not mean that the one that you have now does mm-hmm. is going to. So stop attributing the worst to this man. Stop thinking the worst of this man. Yeah, he's The fact that he's even having this conversation with you should show that there's a little bit of effort behind what he wants to do. It might not be the effort that you want to see, but there's a little bit behind it. It'll get there. So with that being said... Let him rock. It'll, it'll get there. Exactly. It is... You are building... It takes a growing a lifetime to build this, bro. I love old couples. I'm going. I'm not going to forget the point I'm talking about. But I love Good. old couples for that reason. They figured it out. They made it there. Mm-hmm. They made it the the 25th anniversary, the 50th anniversary. They dealt with all the BS that we're and, still drowning in, and they got the scars to show it. Exactly, it wasn't perfect. Bro, if you can surround yourself with old couples that represent a good marriage and have God at the center, that will be the best source of wisdom for you. Yo, bro, how do you do it? At one point, we just realized that fighting just doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. She's going to have her opinion. I'm going to have mine. But the one thing that we can agree on is that we love each other. Yes, sir. So we kept the pushing. You know what's happened after that? We stopped aging. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's it. Why does it take us 40 years to figure that out? Mm-hmm. Oh, how how did you how did you forgive him for I decided to love him mm-hmm. for the many things that he did right and not hold the one thing that he did wrong against mm-hmm. him. Or vice versa. And guess what happened after that? We were happy. We have the solution in front of us the whole time. And it is one thing. Drop the pride. If you drop the pride, you will have the happiest marriage ever. If you stop thinking the worst of this man, the worst of this woman, you will have the happiest marriage ever. If you start to put a little bit of effort into making sure that your wife ends the day with a smile every day, you will have the happiest marriage. But going back to the point that I was talking about earlier. You were in the mind of the man. In the mind of the man. Thank you for that. If a woman says, hey, babe, I need this from you. As a man, even if it doesn't come naturally from you, Hey, baby, listen, this might not come from a natural point of view or a natural spot from my heart. But because you need it, it is my responsibility to make it happen. I have to prioritize making what you need from me a reality for for you. I can't let it slip through the cracks. Because it's those little cracks in the foundation that break the house. Those tiny little cracks. 
mm-hmm. the the constant egregious moments where she was expecting you to step up and you never did. She was expecting you to be a man of the house and you weren't. She was expecting you to stand up for her and you didn't. Mm-hmm. We've all failed in that scenario in, in in that sense, but the fact that we just think, well, this is what men do. You can have such listen, if you end your, your life with your wife, like you grow old together, you can have very different versions of her at the end of the day. You can have a woman who's fulfilled, a woman who's happy, who sees her man as a man, who understands that he's not perfect, but he will do whatever it takes to make his wife happy. Or you can have a woman that gave up 40 years ago and said, you know what? It is what it is. It is what it is. I'm a raisin at this point. Nobody wants to look at me. So I'll say for the kids. You don't want that, bro. I'm telling you, you do not want that. Because even though there's that sense of conformity of... Uh, basically calling it a truce. Yeah. You're going to be miserable because you did not marry somebody just because mm-hmm. you want to live with them. That's not why mm-hmm. people get married. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what anyone says. That is not a good reason. In my opinion, that's... It's not a good reason to leave somebody, but it's not like an awesome reason to stay. Yeah. It's it's like might as well type of thing. And we really don't want... We, don't, we do not want might as well marriages. I like that. That might be the title. Might as well marriages. Yeah. So, with that being said, bro, <clears throat> that was a question. We really spent an hour talking about that. That's crazy. That's cool. And 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 just to recap, if your wife wants to wear matching pajamas, get the damn pajamas. <laughs> get the damn pajamas. Get the damn pajamas. Well, that might be the title. I don't know. I don't know. I'll figure it out. <laughs> get the damn pajamas. That's that's funny. Uh, if you want, bro, you can go into your notes real quick because. You had great ideas for today's program. Yeah, I had a few. And I feel like how to handle rejection is a really good thing to talk about. Just because that's actually the question of the day, too. We can go into it. Even though like, I, I was also expecting how to handle rejection like outside of um, relationships. Like, you know, just life. Because life can... Well, in that case... But, like, bro, let's just go. All right. Well, let's let's start it there, you know. Yeah, you can you can ask the question then we it's the same topic. All right. How does one handle rejection? How would you handle rejection? How would I handle rejection? Yeah. Cuz one of the questions was um like what what has been the biggest not the question of they but what has been the biggest uh what has been something in your life that you got rejected from that that was kind of a struggle from you to, for you to bounce back from? If there was any. Bro, there was this job one time, man that I was, I really wanted. Right. It would have, I'm not exaggerating. People at this job make like 20K a month. Dang. No exaggeration. But you have to pass this rigorous test to get in there, bro. It is It is terrible. I failed that test three times. It was that hard. And I'm like, so can I come back at another time, whatever, because they were doing that. They're like, yeah, but we don't know. And that that crushed me because I'm like, yo, there's actually something that I might not be good enough for. That's true because you, I can I can attest to, bro, you've been, God has been gracious enough to put you in, in very, you had your off but in very good positions when mm-hmm. it comes to jobs. Yeah. After you left like, you know, Amazon or whatever. Yeah, but, but I would have killed this job too because it was literally a sales position. And 
I don't know why, but I'm a phenomenal salesman. Man, it's a water to a fish. Bro, and I... <laughs> When I didn't get this job, bro, I broke down crying, bro. I was like, there's no way. I was really putting all my eggs in this basket, and it didn't work out for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I I dealt with it because <laughs> as soon as I didn't yeah. get that job, I was out of out of Walmart distribution center. Yeah. Not the not the not the store. Not the Walmart store, but yeah. I was I didn't get the job today. And two days later, I was in a freezer, negative 20 degrees, picking ice cream. Sounds like you were with me. For six months. And that was actually a job before this one. But, oh man, that was tough. So what would you do to bounce back? To bounce back, I had to realize that maybe this is just not what God wants for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I have to be okay with not being okay. Mm-hmm. Be okay with this isn't the way and just go on about life hoping to encounter what God really wants for me. Yeah. And I can tell you right now, I am I'm making significantly less money, obviously, like ten times less. Oh yeah. Twenty K a month is nothing to sneeze at. Exactly. But I am in a much happier place now than I would have been if I had that job. Yeah. Because one thing I do remember because I forgot, obviously, they throw that type of money in your face mm-hmm. and you forget everything, all the yeah. important details. When I used to do sales and web, right. I completely forgot how miserable I was. How every conversation was trying to push something to people. Yeah. Everything I did. And here's the thing. It wasn't even cold telemarketer calling. You see when people call you to sell to, to sell you things? To, yeah. To, uh, yeah. People were calling you. Exactly. I, people were calling me. So they already wanted what I what I was selling them. It yeah. wasn't even like I was forcing it. But like every conversation I had to, oh, you got to close that deal. You got to close that sale. Got to close that sale. Got to be closing. And I'm like... Do I really want to do this? Do I really want to do this? And uh, don't get me wrong, I was making good money. You remember, I was for yeah. that time, I was making really good money. Mm-hmm. But it was miserable, miserable. I remember I seen people walk into that uh, that call center, looking a certain way, mm-hmm. with happiness on their face. And a few years down the line, they were absolutely miserable. Hey, what are you doing today? I don't even. They know. They were great. Man. You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of that episode of um. Fairly odd parents that you know you, you remember the pixie world yeah uh, all those guys looked the same just and they were gray, all gray just blob yep yeah they took over the world and everything that had color turned into that bro that was my life let me tell you something that call center I don't want to talk about this but whatever that call center took a toll on my mental health like before I was working there I remember I could memorize anybody's phone number I could put a face to anything I could speak properly I would like. Between that and getting a cell phone, those were the two most detrimental things to my mental health. Yeah. And now, I'm I'm recovering. I'm, I'm still trying to find the neurons here and there. Yeah. But and that's how I dealt with that, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I ask because, you know, apart from just relationships, there's so many men out here who, who, who aren't in relationships who are just trying to, they're trying to get by. Yeah. You know, they're trying to get jobs. They're trying to do this and that. And rejection can be a huge part of our lives as men. I feel like low-key, we might get rejected a lot more than women in, in so many more aspects. Because nowadays, it's like... I it, think that we get rejected maybe at the same frequency, just in different areas. I just feel like now in 2024, well, 2023 slash 2024, that because of the the whole... um, I don't want to... Dec- uh, the, the whole discrimination thing. Just say it, man. No, like, exactly. Like, jobs will be like, oh, you're a woman. 
I don't want to reject you because you're a woman because I don't want to be looked at like I'm discriminating. Right. So I feel like now that's where it's at. So I feel like it, it takes a toll on, on men that want to be men and they want to work for what they have and they want to, but it's just, it's just tough out here sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, with that being said, I want to just encourage the men that, like, it's part of life, really, rejection. Like, the no, sometimes you got to put into perspective and realize that, you know, God just allows certain closed doors to remain closed for a reason. For your own, for your own uh, wellness, man. Yeah. That's what it is. And I feel like not only is rejection going to come, rejection is necessary to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Because if all you hear is yes for your whole life. Yeah. What do, what is that going to do to you as a person? It's so, going to make you entitled. Yeah. It's going to make you obnoxious. It's going to make you disrespectful. And when you do hear that no, you're going to lose it. Yeah. So for me it was very hard. One of the like I I wasn't I wasn't personally rejected by like another human, but I feel like I was kind of rejected by God, but it was more of like a no. Like I wasn't You never been rejected by a girl, bro? Never? Yeah, but it it, didn't, it don't hurt. Right, okay. So, obviously, you know, I've been playing baseball for... It hurts a little bit, bro. It, it never hurt me. This thing's a little like, hey, listen. Oh, no, it never oh, hurt I me. Oh, I just see you like a friend. That really doesn't bother me. But the, the, the notion of like, but why, though? Like, I was never stupid enough to ask that question. <laughs> because that's... I feel like at that point, you're giving desperate. It's like... <laughs> it's like Okay, but why? Like, what is it? Is it? I might, I might be guilty of that. <laughs> oh my god! I'm not gonna lie, especially now in my older age. But it's, it's, you know, it's in a situation. But regardless, like, I felt like, you know, like I played baseball all my life, so yeah, I was kind of programmed that that's what I was gonna be doing yeah. as a career. Mm-hmm. And you know, playing baseball all my life, and I felt like I was, I was good. I was good at the sport. You were, and still are. I really thought that that's what I was gonna do. So I was always leaning towards that. Like I even I did research. I looked up this this institution in Tampa that I was like, "Yo, mom, can you send me here?" Blah blah. Yeah. Institution was like a thousand something a month because they pay for everything. I remember you were actually uh, going. You went to the tryouts, right? Yeah, I went to some Phillies tryouts. Yeah. Which I also got rejected, but that one I just went based on faith, to be honest. I got you. But it got to a point in my life where it's like, where I felt like. Now I see that it was probably God just telling me, bro, this is not what I'm this is not what I have for you. And I know it hurts for you because this is all you've done your whole life. Yeah. That's where it's you know what? I'm like I was I was on just to, before you get I was I remember I was online and looking at certain pictures because at that time there was a website that showed you like the pictures like in this town, the pictures of, you know, the baseball stuff. And there was pictures of me in the all-star team and and I remember looking at those pictures and I was like Tears were flowing down my face because it, it was the realization that it was like, okay, now I'm 18, 19. I'm no longer in high school. Yeah, like that's not going to happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm, done. Yeah. It's it's sad because I remember um, when I used to live in DR, I started playing baseball in DR. Yeah. And they actually took me to the academy in San Pedro. Mm, that's where like the best players play. Yeah, bro. And I'm like... I love baseball, but this is this is never gonna be me. Mm. I told them to myself when I was like 13, 14 years old, and I was nasty. I was a good catcher, and <laughs> but but you know what? I was never last pick for baseball. I was always last pick for basketball. So in basketball, I could, I could handle it a little bit more. Like I know I'm not. I'm I know I'm not. I'm not Shaq. I'm Piss not. Me off, ball. I do. Man just, man just chucks up a shot and he'll make it. <laughs> Nothing. It's just, 
<laughs> you just hear Manny in the background. Don't let him shoot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yo, 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 don't let him shoot. <laughs> yup. Piss me off. But um, with that being said. Then you man, was trash when you was on my team. Yeah, but. of course, bro. Because I can't give you all of them, you know. <laughs> but um, with that being said, handling rejection as a man is an important thing. Yeah. And now, what does that look like in a romantic sense? Because I'm honestly, since I kind of do got to go to work, right. I, I'm just going to put that out there. I actually want to just do a quick segue into the question because it actually has to do with the same thing. Go ahead. I don't like the way this guy phrases, by the way. Okay? For for the guy who, who sent me this question, I'm going to tell you this right up front. You, the re, the fact that you are phrasing this question this way might be the reason why you're handle, you're dealing with this, okay? No, man. This bro says, why do girls keep rejecting me? I am a nice guy, red flag number one. Just, let's just put it that way. Red flag number one. I am a nice guy, and I know I'd be a catch. This only proves, this is where he goes off the rails. This only proves that women really want terrible men then complain when they ruin their lives. That part. The question was why do girls keep rejecting me? Everything else was just... Everything else was just him... Interjection. Being, being, no offense, being salty. Yeah. At the fact that he got rejected. Legit. Or keeps getting rejected. Legit. So, first and foremost, if you are any... If you're a man who thinks this way, shut up. Just, Just be quiet. Stop talking. Because you are already throwing yourself a pity party. Yeah. And that's not attractive. That is the least attractive thing for a woman. Mm-hmm. All she sees is, oh, this man can't handle being told no. Being told no. This man throws a fit throws whenever. Tantrums. Bro, if you have to announce to the world that you're a nice guy, you're probably not a nice guy. Women love nice men. Yeah. You're just awful. Women love men, nice men if it comes with, along with integrity. Mm-hmm. Bro, what is a nice guy? Let's dissect that because... These guys have the impression that a nice man is always picking up her phone calls. Opening doors. Opening doors. Sending DoorDash to her house. That That is what we will call a simp. That is a simp. Yeah. That is a real and word. It's real easy to cross the, to, 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 to mix simp those to, two. Exactly. Up. That is what a simp actually is. Mm-hmm. You're going above and beyond for a girl that will never give you the time of day. Mm-hmm. And then when you either man up to tell her that you like her, mm-hmm. or she feels bad enough for you that she says, hey, listen, I can't keep taking free fried chicken every day from you. Yeah. Because then, then I feel like I owe you something. Mm-hmm. Then she says no, and then you're like, oh, well, I did all these things for you. Yep. That's all fine and dandy. Nobody told you to do that. Yes, sir. Be upfront with your feelings. Mm-hmm. Be very clear with, with, with who you're dealing with. And stop throwing pity parties for yourself. Oh, but... I'm a good guy. I'm a nice guy. Bro. That may be true. You turn around and and desire evil things upon this woman when they reject you. I'm not saying this guy specifically. Yeah. I'm saying men turn around and call women all sorts of names. Well, that's why XYZ happens to you females because XYZ, you don't you don't like nice guys. All you want to do is be with, with bad boys. And, and I'm like, number one, that's up to them. True. It is their prerogative. If they want to be with a man who is in any way, shape, or form way different than you, mm-hmm. that's up to them. They have autonomy of self. Yeah. They can make their own decisions. However, if you are saying that women like to get 
abused. You're saying that women like to get into these situations. That's not true either. Women like what they like. Yeah. And every woman likes something different. You cannot possibly think that you're going to appeal to absolutely every single woman that, you, that you're attracted to. Mm-hmm. And also, let's address something else. Why is it that these so-called nice guys are always, always, always <laughs> looking at a different woman every week? Because they keep getting rejected like old boy here. Maybe it's time for you to stop going after women, and it's time for you to start working on yourself. That's what I was going to say. I remember I said it one time. You got to be more self-aware than you are self-conscious. Mm-hmm. You you have to give yourself a fighting chance here. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, it might hurt. Maybe not to this guy or maybe to another guy, but, bro, have you ever thought about the fact that maybe you're just not attractive? And you can do something about for that? For lack of a better word. And you can do something about that? Because it's not all about the looks. No, no. Right? Number one, can you hold a conversation? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes, sir. Because I know a majority of women, if they're into the guy, they're willing to look a little bit past the looks. In Spanish, la mujer se enamora por el oído. Exactly. The woman will fall in love by the ear, through the ear. Exactly. Can you hold a conversation with her? Can you be engaging with her? Mm-hmm. Not just with the intention of getting her pants, mm-hmm. but can you actually be an engaging person? Are you an interesting human being? Or is your entire personality that getting, I'm rejected? Yep. This is it. I was I, say, I, 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 woe is me. A man who has something going on for himself. A man who, if he gets rejected, he's not going to be on social media throwing shots. Exactly. <laughs> Yo, that happens too much. Way I, too much. Bro, I blocked a lot of a lot of men pissing me off. <laughs> I'm like, bro, weren't you recovering from a heartbreak last week? Why are you looking for something else? Yeah. So you might not be the best looking man, but there's things that you can do about that. Number two, do you, have you thought that maybe your deodorant isn't working properly? Hygiene. Do you know what a toothbrush looks like? <laughs> do you have black and mouse for breakfast every day? <laughs> You're funny. I'm just saying, bro, that these men and maybe even women sometimes, because I've seen women do the same thing, not at the same frequency as men, though. Like, they are so blind to their own shortcomings. They think that it's attractive for a man to be on a video game 24 7. Because those men, that's where they are. If you can't find them, he's, he's on the game. Mm-hmm. Look for him because he's there. What? Where do you work? Do you have any ambitions for the future? Yeah. These are all things that women consider in a split second. And, yeah. and and they can make a decision about you right then and there. Exactly. I just think you need to you know, and we're not we're, we're not we're not throwing shots at you. We're not we're not um what's the word? We're not trying to put you down in any way, shape or form. We're just trying to make you be self aware enough to cause it's it's right there. If you are a nice guy as as you say you are. Yeah. You got to ask yourself, not us, because we don't know. You got to ask yourself, why am I getting rejected? Because we can't, t- we, we're not there. We can't tell you why you're getting rejected. But I feel like I can, bro. I feel like I can. Bro, everybody it, gets rejected. No, no, no. But it's like, when I read something like this, it's the yeah, same it's, it's, person. As women say, it's giving. It's, it's the same nice guy personality. The yeah, Tipping they, my hat, yeah. the lady, always opening up the door. To but feel like they're entitled to things, yeah. Here's the thing. Let me maybe, I'll put this in in layman's terms. If you're being a nice guy, solely with the purpose of getting laid, you are not a nice guy. 
does that make sense? Can you can you understand that? Maybe you're not as nice of a person as you are, and maybe women are not as idiots as you think they are because they catch on to things. They can notice, or oh, maybe he's just trying. To, I don't see it happening, bro. Women have their alarms going off all day long. When a guy opens up a door for them, it's sad. I'm gonna put it. Th- it's it's very sad. But when they open up a door for them, what does this guy want? And you also gotta put it put it into perspective. What women are you chasing? Because mm-hmm. not every woman likes a nice guy. The problem with a lot of nice guys is that a lot of nice guys tend to go for the women that are quote unquote self proclaimed baddies. Yeah. Who don't want to be with nice guys. They want to be with the ballers. You know, that that's another thing. These guys, many times, they do pass up good things. They do their own fair share of rejection. So it's not like they're the saints in the story. Exactly. It's not the woe was me. It's maybe, maybe there was a real nice, modest girl who maybe didn't have, wasn't busty how you wanted her, but she had great personality. Well, and maybe she was. What I'm saying is that they go, they're, it's not even about lowering standards. No. It's It's about noticing not just what you're attracted to, but what's attracted to you. Mm-hmm. Who's attracted to you? Have you noticed a pattern? You have? Okay. Maybe work with that. Yeah. And again, if all you see is looks, all you see are fading things. At the end of the finish line, it's not going to matter anyway. Whether you got the baddie or you got the uh, the, the one that wasn't a baddie. It's not going to matter because they're not going to look like that 15, 20 years from now. And I just want to clarify that when I say baddie, I mean a specific type of woman. Like, yeah, like, we, we know, you know, you men, like mentality wise. Oh. Which is not the most attractive thing, I would say. But that's what I mean. Like, stereotypically, the baddies, I guess you could say, are the girls who have, who, you know, the, the sprinklers. Right. The sprinkle, sprinkle mafia. Exactly. Man, I'm going to tell you something right now. Those are the most hit girls I've ever seen in my whole life. In my opinion, if you go to the gym and you like to read books and you just like to stay at home, you a baddie too, respectfully. It's 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 all about, bro, I'm, you know what? I'm going to give the secret sauce right now, all right? Ooh. You're tired of being lonely? You're tired of, you know, always getting rejected by girls left and right? Go to Target. No, I'm playing. <laughs> you, you, what you're going to do is you're going to go to a library. Now, I'm playing with you. I'm playing with you. That actually does work. It might work, it yeah. Does. But here's what you're really going to do. You're going to go to your home. You're going to pull out a journal, an iPad, your notes, whatever. And you're going to start writing things about yourself that you like. Hobbies that you have desires that you have and you're going to start pursuing that you want to learn how to bake bread be the best damn baker ever you want to learn how to write movies or do something like that learn how to do that forget about anything anything romantic for focus on you build your craft be the best damn person at that as you can and i promise you I promise you that once you start focusing on yourself and stop focusing on everyone else. And your shortcomings. Exactly. And you actually start like, oh, you don't like your body? Hit the gym, brother. Hit the gym. Don't just buy the treadmill. No. Don't just get the membership. Hit the gym. Yeah. You don't like the way you talk? Start reading. Yes, sir. You don't like your outlook on life? Stop consuming the garbage content that you're consuming and change Mm -hmm. what you're feeding yourself. And then, once you become this completely different version of yourself, you're going to see that now you're going to have options. 
Now you're going to be a, a, an, an actual uh, positive suitor for somebody. And now rejection will be something that throws you over the edge. Exactly. You're going to be you. You're going to be you're going to be the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. So instead of thinking that you're at your prime right now, you're really not. Start doing some work on yourself. Yeah. And if anything, if you don't get anything from me, talk to God about it. Take it up with God. Take it up with God. Maybe God is going to tell you the same thing. Yeah. But bro, I guess I will say these programs, you got anything else to say? No, I just want to say I love you guys. I love every listener out here. And I pray that you guys stay uncomfortable for the better. Yeah, stay uncomfortable for the better. I like that. So this is Uncomfortable. We will see you guys next week.